Geico presents, oh, uh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, while you're there, could you also turn off the oven and all of the burners? <laughs> My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. <laughs> The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Natalie. I'm Jen. And we are the Art History Babes. Yep. And today we are not only are we talking about a really fun topic that we have been talking about doing an episode on since like the beginning of the podcast, but we are also recording this for YouTube. So hi, YouTube. Hey, guys. If you want to see our faces while you listen to our voices, you can head over to our YouTube channel and watch the video. It's pretty cool. It's a thing. It's a thing that we're doing now. So. Still getting used to it. <laughs> Nats. I'm very aware of my whole body. <laughs> I'm just trying not to make awkward eye contact with myself in like the video I'm just like, you're just gonna see jen's whole expression change at I'm one point <laughs> <laughs> it does it takes it takes a little getting used to we currently have multiple cameras on us as we record so this is a new <gasps> thing for us i forgot about that one <laughs> i did i totally forgot about it today we are talking about memes memes, memes. not maymays not meanies <laughs> <laughs> Who calls it a may-may? I swear that people call... May-may. May-may. <laughs> <laughs> I heard someone call it a meme like being very serious, and I was just like, oh my God. Oh, you're gosh. real. Like, you are a real person right now. <laughs> Did you touch them? Like, yeah, like, real? wow, really? Meme? It's memes. It's memes. And if you follow us on Instagram, you know we love memes. Mm-hmm. We're posting memes all Team the meme. time. We are all about the meme. And and also, like, not only are they hilarious and enjoyable, but they are undeniably a very important part of contemporary visual culture. Yeah. They are, like, right at the forefront of what it means to make images in the 21st century. Not just that. It's, like, it's become so pervasive now that, like, if someone sends you memes, they probably care about you a lot. You know, I had a conversation yeah, that's with nice. it's that's true. Nice. It's I true. Like that. I had a conversation with one of my girlfriends the other day and she was like, oh, I don't know, like, you know, this guy, I haven't seen him for a while. And I was like, does he send you memes? She was like, no, actually. Oh. I said, girl, you gotta let that man go. It's true. Like, because if a meme reminds you of someone, yeah. like that's because I send you guys memes. I send my boyfriend memes all the time. Like, it's very much, yeah. it's an inner circle type thing. Yeah, yeah. Ma- Matthew had a cute thing because he was off Instagram for a while. He just deleted it and then he got back on and he was like, did you get that puppy I sent you? <laughs> and I had actually missed it and I felt really bad. And he's like, yeah, I was just thinking like, Natalie might be having a bad day and then she just see the puppy. It's that one where they open the desk drawer and there's a puppy inside. It's an important file. Yeah. 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 It's such it's a, it's silly, like a millennial right? love letter. I know it is. <laughs> but I mean, the fact of the matter is that most of us spend a lot of our time 
on social media. Truth. We absorb a lot of content and look at a lot of images all day. And if you see something and it makes you think about a person and you feel good about it and you send it to them, that's love. It is. Yeah. If you see something, say something. (laughs) (laughs) True. Like, no, it's true. I love, I love getting like, yeah, memes that are, you know, just like, I feel like this is your sense of humor. Yeah, exactly. It's a nice feeling. So what does this mean? Why are we doing this? What? What does it all mean? Um, All right. So let's, we have so much to talk about. This is probably going to be a really long episode. So we're just going to, we're going to dive into it. I'm stoked. Let's do it. So, introduction to memes. As we discussed, you can't escape them. They're everywhere. They're all over the place. People even print them and post them to walls. I have so, one on my... I have yeah. that... Um, It's the Magritte pipe. And it says, um, instead of underneath, instead of it saying, uh, this is not a pipe, it says, bitch, I might be. Yeah. <laughs> you have that framed. I have it yeah. framed on my wall because it is... <laughs> my like one of my favorite memes of all time yeah so good yeah no exactly they've become they've become things we put on our walls Mm -hmm. like they they really represent both something visually and something about society and they're they're oddly personal like i think people are very personally attached to memes but yeah they're everywhere some infamous memes throughout the past like 20 years we got grumpy cat Remember mm-hmm. Grumpy Cat? Yeah. Classic. We got, do you remember Rick Rolling? That used to infuriate <laughs> me. Oh my God. Rick Rolling was a whole thing. Um, One of my personal favorites and always will be was Double Rainbow. Double Rainbow. He was so excited. What does it mean? <laughs> I just really appreciated that honest reaction <laughs> to the Double that Rainbow. Yeah. That was so great. And then even things like the yellow dress versus the blue dress. Like yeah. that is a meme. Mm-hmm. And we are now reliving it right now. No, with Laurel versus Yanni. Okay, I hear Laurel. Me too. A- as do I. Yeah, I you, you heard it here. The art history babes hear Laurel. Ginny's not here, but I bet she hears Laurel. <laughs> I bet she does too. Yeah. I have not. I do not hear Yanni so in any way. I will. And then speaking of memes, like I saw this really funny post that I shared the other day, and it was like. Uh, good morning to everyone except all y'all hearing Yanni instead of <laughs> Laurel. <laughs> I was like, yeah. For real. Like these things that capture our cultural attention and it has, it's everywhere. It yeah. was on like the fucking Today Show, like Good Morning America. Yeah. Laurel or Yanni? Like what? Okay. I think so, it was there before I even heard of it. There's another one. I'll show it to you guys later. It was an even weirder one that was... Either depending on the word that you think of, you hear either brainstorm or green needle. What? And I did it in my head and it just freaked me out. What? It freaked me out, dude, because I was like thinking of brainstorm and I hear brainstorm. And then I was like green needle and then I heard green needle and I was like, what? No, I think all of these examples really what what's interesting about them is they say something very fascinating about human perception. Yeah, like mm-hmm. our 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 brains are not this highly sophisticated thing that we think they are. I think they're a lot simpler than we want to believe and so when something like this comes around where some people are seeing a blue dress and some people are seeing a gold dress or yeah. hearing Yanni or Laurel, it just 
means that we're all living in different realities. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we all That's crazy. We all <laughs> our realities are like in some weird ways different and like that instead of talking about it that way everyone's just yelling at each other it's no! laurel or it's young yeah, yeah. like that is how we react to it yeah for real it's oh. just like a human experiment like that's just common ape um just, just ape shit ape shit <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. just ape shit it's all just ape shit um all so right. so anyway so me is really a very big idea and it encompasses a lot of things it's much more than an image reposted over and over again on the internet however those do fall into the bracket of memes the origin of the term meme actually comes from a much broader concept a meme is a representation of an idea that has spread throughout culture and taken on really a life of its own and the origins of the term meme are surprisingly academic. If you're unaware, the word... Oh, no. Leo. Decline. (laughs) We love you, Leo. But not right now. Not right now. Um, (laughs) The origins of the term meme are surprisingly academic. The word meme was coined by the English evolutionary biologist Richard Dawkins, who is also a famous atheist quoted by lots of annoying dudes on the internet it's true it's so true i don't get me wrong brilliant but i am not a big fan of richard dawkins kind of for that reason it's not even his fault i know it's really not like the man himself is a he's a brilliant person and he's got a lot of interesting ideas and things to say but the but, fact that he's an atheist just well it's that whole the um the four horsemen the like atheist writers mm-hmm. it was richard dawkins mm-hmm. uh, i can only think of two of them richard dawkins and sam harris and i really like sam harris. i like sam harris have you heard his podcast i have it's a really good podcast and i've read his most re- recent book where he got really into meditation which mm-hmm. was dope because he's a famous atheist but he's kind of exploring spirituality in a way that's still very like logical and i think that's valuable in contemporary society but anyways i've always liked sam of the four of them sam harris i was like all right i can get on board with this guy but the rest of them have always been very like atheism <laughs> like, polarizing it's really yeah. aggressive it's, it's an aggressive yeah. atheism and i'm like that's not my vibe necessarily yeah, that's be- just as bad as aggressive religion exactly <laughs> exactly aggressive is aggressive i'm like you're doing the same thing you know <laughs> i'm gonna look it up because now i just really want to know who the four horsemen yeah, yeah look of it up. atheism are look it up so we have Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, Daniel Dennett, and Christopher Hitchens. There Those we are go. all such white names. <laughs> yeah. I just don't appreciate the um like aggressive sort of like mansplaining. Oh yeah. It's like, you know, like of course the four horsemen of atheism are four white men that want to yell at me of <laughs> just chill <laughs> well it's just it's the yeah the the idea that like what you're rallying against you're doing the same thing but for your belief system yeah. i'm like no 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 you don't get to do that yeah. <laughs> like, but anyway anyway we digress we digress <laughs> hypocrisy a bit. aside yeah but they are all very smart intelligent men no denying yeah. that and richard dawkins so the term meme originated from dawkins in his 1976 book the selfish gene so yes that is a book about genetics is where the term meme came from. Mm. Surprised. It's kind of a weird thing. And Dawkins argues that all life 
relies on replication. He suggests that this can also be applied to ideas. So ideas begin from a single location, a brain, and spread outwards and take on a variety of of different meanings. Um, Some survive and mutate, some die out. These ideas do not necessarily need to be accurate to survive. So think about images of Jesus Christ throughout time. Mm -hmm. Uh, We all know Jesus Jesus didn't look like that. Jesus didn't look like that. (laughs) But we accepted it a long time ago, and it is just pervasive. It's ingrained. You see a dude with a beard and long hair, and you're like, oh, that guy looks like Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. It's like, did you see Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) According Um, to what? (laughs) Oh, my God. That actually, this is on topic. Um, That reminds me of a meme I saw about the Met Gala, and it was Jared Leto. Remember his outfit, the Met Gala? Yeah. And then it was was next to Chadwick Boseman at the Met Ball and then it was like it was like uh what you think Jesus looked like versus what he actually looked like nice (laughs) yeah fantastic right I was like it's perfect so yeah so that is an example of a meme it's an idea a cultural idea that wasn't even necessarily true but it took on a life and it spread and it became widespread throughout culture Dawkins deemed this concept mimeme which is derived from the Greek word for that which is replicated. He chose to simplify the word to meme to resemble the word gene. Oh. Very clever, Dawkins. So clever. The life of me- of a meme resembles that of a gene is the general idea. Memes as a viral phenomenon that may evolve by natural selection in a manner analogous to that of biological evolution. So essentially Dawkins hopes that we would apply Darwinian principles to these these ideas, these cultural ideas that we create. So that that is where the word meme comes from. Fascinating. Right? Yeah. So for our purposes, as far as this episode goes, we're really thinking right now about like internet memes. So that's like what most of us think of when we talk about the word meme. And Dawkins never anticipated that. No. At all. But he has said that he did liken the spread of a meme to the way that a virus spreads. Things go viral. So internet memes end up um, I wonder if that term working out. I wonder if the term viral came from Dawkins as well or not. I mean, I don't know if it came from him, but I think that it came from just the way that things spread. Yeah, yeah. You know? But I feel like since the word meme was, even though it didn't mean, you know, internet memes was not something Dawkins anticipated, we took that word and we're like, this is a meme. I wonder if someone took Dawkins, you know, like idea of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or if it just attached itself to it naturally, which yeah. would almost like prove his theory more so than anything yeah. else. Because yeah. it would mean very that true, very true. his hypotheses would just start like taking on a life of their own yep like a virus oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) what is happening (laughs) so an internet meme is a concept that spreads rapidly from person to person via the internet largely based through uh, email blogs forums image boards like 4chan social networking sites like facebook instagram twitter Instant messaging, uh, news sites like Reddit, and video hosting services like YouTube and Twitch. In 2013, 
Richard Dawkins characterized an internet meme as one that's deliberately altered by human creativity, distinguished from Dawkins' original idea involving mutation by random change and a form of Darwinian selection. So there have been a lot of debates. What was the first meme? Like internet meme we don't know um but this seems like a very pointless debate i know (laughs) what was the first one which one was the first one there's some pretty there's some there are some pretty big ones though one that i forgot about i would have never remembered if it hadn't been for my boyfriend just being like you don't remember this (laughs) i was like i love it when people do that like no they things that would have been lost to the ether i would have never right the hamster dance song it's a song by hampton the hamster I remember um, that. So it was a webpage that originated on GeoCities. Remember GeoCities? So a Canadian art student named Deidre Lacart made this little fun dancing gif of a rows of hamsters dancing to this song called uh, Whistle Stop by Roger Miller. And uh, it's really cute. Are we, do we yeah. want to pull it up? Are we, are we doing yeah. this? Are we going to yeah. watch it? Yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's short, but it's fun. <laughs> there we go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> do it again. Reload the page. I love it. I love that it doesn't reload itself, that you have to refresh yeah, it's, it. Yeah, it's pretty old school. Half of you are like, oh yeah, I remember that. And half of you are like, what is happening? It's just a bunch of hamsters. That one looks very chipmunk like though. That one that's walking. I'm not buying that's a hamster. <laughs> I don't know if that's a hamster. The other ones yeah, are definitely. The other hamsters. ones are. That one looks like a chipmunk. That's a great meme. Go to hamsterdance.org slash hamster dance. We'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> we will. We'll put it in the show notes for you. We're going to have like a resurgence, like a random resurgence of visits. <laughs> Other notable early internet memes, Dancing Baby. Uh, that, oh, yeah. I feel like that's the first one. Like, I know, Dancing right? That's baby. the one that we all remember. That was everywhere. Yeah. It was on TV. Right? That made it to yeah. like Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Dancing Baby, Raffle copter <laughs> that one's dumb oh my gosh <laughs> i remember raffle copter i remember all your base are belong to us i don't remember this I don't one. that one that one was that just one. like a poor like translation of some video game like oh. some japanese video game and someone translated someone you know in charge of translating the game into like a english playing version just like translated it all wrong and then it was just funny and people started saying it <laughs> things like that and it's so absurd it's like why would this ever catch on but it does it does man so and that's we're so glad it does i love that it does <laughs> so we'll touch on that a little bit later on why these absurd things just uh just tickle us so that is a little bit of a intro on internet memes and um we like them we, we like them. We're fans. <laughs> we approve. <laughs> and uh, it seems that art historians in general seem to like them. Yeah. Art history memes are a genre of meme. It is a whole thing. Yeah. They're so good. Like when I even started seeing them, I was like, yes. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I know. It was awesome and continues to be awesome. Some of my favorite memes are art historical by nature. So I'm just going to go over some accounts that... I like on Instagram. 
and that you might like too. Classical art memes. Handle. handle. Their yeah. handle is <laughs> classical art shit. So it's not the original <laughs> classical classical art memes. This is a kind of like they just changed it actually Uh, yeah i feel like there was maybe some legal going on there there was a problem and they changed it i don't know the deets but something happened yeah so it's classical art shit so as the name implies they are turning classical artworks into memes by including text directly onto the image or some funny caption some dialogue between figures and they're great they're glorious they make me laugh they're bringing art history into people's news feeds. Right. Which is awesome. And making a lot of these images, like, because certain certain paintings, certain art they historical images. They pop up are, all the time. Yeah, have become known in, yeah. you know, the popular, like, visual lexicon just because they're, they make really good memes. So the first one I want to start with is this. When you send her a love letter and months later this arrives and it's a guy looking really distraught holding a letter and then it says seen at four or seven forty one PM. I don't even know what the origins of this painting are. But, you know, basically like That is one thing I will say I don't think that they're super no. good at. Other <laughs> accounts are really good about like including at least some yeah. information, information about, the about the painting. Yeah, the thing, the thing about this account, while they are hilarious and some of them are so great, a lot of them are taken very out of context. Yes. Like very out of context. Oh, extremely so. Do you remember this one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I forget the name of the guy. It's this really famous painting. I'm trying to find the name of the actual. Ooh. His name is Samuel Johnson. And it's this really amazing, like, exploitable image. But he's <laughs> reading something, and then he just looks totally confused. Yeah. And, like, um, that look on his face yeah. is so great. And if you go on, uh, like, knowyourmeme.com, it's, uh, it's essentially, like, a really fun, exploitable image called What the Fuck Am I Reading? <laughs> and the original painting, though, is it's titled Reading and Comprehension. It's supposed to be, like, he's reading something, and then he like understands it and it's supposed to be him having a moment of comprehension but he just looks like what yeah. the hell was that <laughs> what um, did i just read and it's just one of my favorite memes <laughs> when when we were all TAs in grad school i printed this picture up and it was like on the wall on the bulletin board <laughs> in our office just, i wonder if it's still there i hope it is because <laughs> like reading midterms got me like <laughs> the one that i was thinking of is this guy this guy oh yeah so it's like a dapper man i want to say dapper dapper 1700s yeah. and uh I've seen this one a few times now. It's like a... It's a French painter from 1793. His name was Joseph de Croix. So who is this man? It's a self-portrait. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's a pimp-ass self-portrait. He's like pointing. He's literally doing finger guns in this weird knuckle thing that I feel like means something. Yeah, what is that? Well, I like this one. I've seen it um, in its original incarnation instead of like... uh, fuck bitches get money yeah it's like disregard yeah Yeah. females acquire currency yeah that's like that's the classic one wow (laughs) i have acquired four score and 19 difficulties but a wench cannot be counted among them (laughs) and uh if you know anything about scores it's 99 99 difficulties 
and a wench is not one of them. What is this? <laughs> I have passion in my pantaloons and I have no fear in letting you witness it. I have large levels of sexual appeal and I'm aware of it. <laughs> so essentially, I feel like this meme has become it's pretty good appropriation of like rap lyrics. Yes, exactly. Has become the thing with this meme and like putting them in like old timey speak. Oh man, this is going to be a really hard episode to, to record say, because yeah. we're just going to start looking at memes on <laughs> Google Images or Instagram. Well, and we're just going to get lost. When I when I cut the YouTube video, I'll try and put as many up on the screen for you as yeah. possible so yeah. you know what we're talking about. <gasps> <laughs> what happened? Uh, <laughs> uh. It's installing a fucking software update. Did it not save the video? No, I think it did. So let's take a Should break. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Okay, so we ran into some technical difficulties, so we'll, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and we'll, back. we'll be right back. As we watch the suburban garden gnome carefully, carefully without disturbing it, we notice that it moves like not at all. It's inanimate and utterly without brain function. But despite that, when a garden gnome hears about how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, it's clear to them you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. But on second thoughts, maybe don't watch garden gnomes too carefully. People might talk. We have returned after some technical difficulties. We're back. We got some food in our bellies. And we're going to talk about memes. Memes, memes. We're still talking about memes. Uh, thanks for bearing with us. No thanks to Apple and <laughs> your random software updates. Good morning to everyone besides Apple. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so we're back. We were talking about art historical memes, uh, classical art memes. Specifically classical art shit. As yeah. it's more recently been dubbed. So they put up a painting today that is two artists standing in front of an easel admiring the work. And one man says, I like it, but where is the caption? To which the other man says, the what? And the pre previous man says, usually these paintings have comedic captions above them or two characters having a vaguely amusing conversation. The other character says, it's a painting of a house. And then the other guy says, I'm sure you'll think of something. That's some inception Shit, it's right memeception. <laughs> it's a meme making commentary about memes. So is, fucking is that, meta. Is that meta? It's meta. It's meta memes. I'm so hesitant to call things meta because everyone that I'm friends with that is like a philosophy major and talks about <laughs> metaphysics and things like that are just like, well, that's not actually what that means. Oh and I'm god. like, oh my god, <laughs> come on. Like, but can I just have this? <laughs> Just give me this. We can all agree, though. That's one of those things where it's just like literally, okay? So everyone uses the word literally, and then people get all up in arms about it, and it's mm -hmm. like, you're right. That isn't what literally originally meant, but socially, it has taken on a new meaning, yeah. and we've all accepted it, and yeah. that's how words work. I was going to say, like, hello, this is how language works. Exactly. It has worked forever. It's it like, evolves. It, it, that's what happens. Just get out of my face. Yeah, stop being I'm, such a fucking word purist. I'm trying, I'm okay? Try <laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, we're okay. all just doing our best. We really are. That's a really good one, though, and we're going to post it on our images for this episode. And I... Say it's meta. It is meta. So it's meta. And if you, you heard it here, fight me about meta, then <laughs> catch me outside. How about that? That's a meme. Oh my 
god, this episode is just it's like we're speaking in memes. It reminds me of this <laughs> yeah. scene in This Is the End with James Franco. Mm. Do you do you like Subway? Can I make it a sandwich? That's art. Art. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't you don't like art? <laughs> no, there was actually a meme I posted on our Instagram at Art History Babes Podcast. And it was a meme of that scene mm-hmm. from This Is The End. And it's James Franco. And at the top, it's like, it's like when someone says they don't like memes. And then it was James Franco. He's like, oh, so you don't like art? Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yep. Anyways, back to classical art memes. Well, moving on from classical art memes to tabloid art history. Shout That's a good one. To one of our history. favorites. We are a big fan of tabloid art history. They're they're pals of the show. We love the ladies at Tabloid Art History. Just some dope art history babes. So their Instagram handle is at tabloid art history and on Twitter they are at tabloid art hist. And they also have a website, www.tabloidarthistory.com. So check them out. They're hilarious. And their little bio on Instagram says, because for every pic of Lindsay Lohan falling, there's a Bernini sculpture begging to be referenced. Whoa. Truth. So good. Speaking the truth. Yeah. No, they are doing something right. So this first one I want to talk about is, and they actually, I should say, are great about finding information on the works that they're referencing. So they are kind of trying to. Well, they're art historians. Yes. Like, I know at least, I'm not. I don't know the details about all of them, but I know at least one of them is going to school for art history yeah. right now. Like they're educated art historians and that shines through in it the does. work that they do. And so the first one is John Travolta kissing Scarlett Johansson compared to The Kiss of Judas by Thomas <laughs> Couture from the 19th century. And it's so perfect. It's so perfect. good. And why is he doing that? Uh, God right? damn it, why John Travolta. John Travolta do Scarlett's that? face says everything. That was so Just weird. His like whole hand so is unamused. On yeah. It's like, ew, get out of here, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very cringeworthy moment in pop culture, so I'm glad that it was exploited because that was on everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Some creepy picture. I uh, hope Scarlett Johansson has seen this because I think she'd get a kick out of it. Yeah, I'm it's sure. a good one. It's I'm a good sure. one. I feel like this should be like thrown around more for like the Me Too movement. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, John, but this is creepy. No, shit. don't be sorry, John. John <laughs> no, Travolta's problematic as fuck. Like for real. Um so I love this next one. I know. This one's good. Okay, so moving right on into Met Gala memes oh, because yeah, tabloid art history did such a good job with their Met Gala memes. They so, were on top of it. So someone actually, because I was like during the Met Gala, I was I was just like at home, like online and kind of following tabloid art history because they're basically like live tweeting it as yeah. it happens. Mm-hmm. And someone commented, I feel like the Met Gala is like the Super Bowl for tabloid art history. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, this is their Super Bowl. Yeah. This is their time to shine. Well, and this year yeah. gave them a platform. I man. know the yeah. Met Gala this year was kind of crazy. Yeah, their theme was uh, heavenly bodies. Mm-hmm. What was the full name? Something, of it? something. The Catholic imagination. <laughs> I, I forget the middle part. Yeah, <laughs> heavenly bodies, like you know, scenes from your dad's Catholic imagination. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Scenes from your. <laughs> <laughs> from your Catholic dad's imagination. Yeah. <laughs> Baby girl, just Google that shit. I know. Sorry. I just like looking at her stuff. I got kind of distracted. 
<laughs> it's okay. Heavenly bodies, scenes from your dad's imagination. <laughs> I don't even want to know what the real name is because I just no. want to know that. Heavenly bodies, fashion and the Catholic <laughs> imagination. I was close. Okay, close enough. Close enough. Oh my god, <laughs> you were closer than they were. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anyways, um, Met Gala, lots of good content coming out of the Met Gala, fashion wise, meme wise, art historical meme wise. Yeah. Yeah. So Lana Del Rey came out as the Virgin Dolorosa, which is one of my favorite paintings. It is the Virgin Mary and uh, her heart is sort of like visible superimposed over her chest but you know it's like supposed to be inside but like (laughs) we're just suspending our disbelief (laughs) and there's seven swords in the heart the original painting is by one seeming to be unknown well okay so it's sort of like you know how there is like christ pantocrator <laughs> I always Did have to say that, right? I always have to say it like that. Yeah, look it up. That's exactly how you say it. Really? Like the Virgin Dolorosa is the same thing. It's like the she's, you know, showing you her pain. There's sounds yes, like he's a see? dinosaur. I know how you spell it, dude. Is that how you say it? anyway um it's just it's one of those like um a motif yes thank you nat it's a motif within the catholic faith and so lana del rey came (laughs) into the met gala (laughs) as the virgin dolorosa with seven swords in her heart and uh, it's a she pretty, looks awesome. She, it's actually really, great, yeah. really cool. Um, she looked great. Her seven sorrows are represented by the seven swords. Yeah, I see it. It's so funny that this is like a lot of these stars look more interesting than they generally d- look. And yeah. Lana Del Rey almost looks less interesting. What? <laughs> I kind of compared to how Lana Rey, like she looks more normal there than she usually does I in like her stage saying. attire. I see what you're saying. Right? Like she looks. She great. looks like she's going to the Kentucky Derby, and <laughs> she just wore a huge like statement necklace. <laughs> <laughs> I I totally see that for argument. Lana Del Rey because Lana Del Rey has a very. I don't know. She does just kind of like emanate something, and this is so costumey. And yeah. So like, it probably is also that she's like smiling in this picture. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Just yeah. I I know what you mean. Who do we have next here? We got Janelle Monae. Oh god, looking amazing. Oh my god. I love it. Yeah, I think this was my favorite. That's a great one. The Virgin of Deliverance by Antoine Auguste Ernest. How, how many memes <laughs> does this dude have? You know, just four. <clears throat> Antoine Auguste Ernest Herbe from 1872 uh, to 76 circa. The chainmail, like diamond. I love headpiece. that headpiece. Oh, it's so good. Here's a question. While this is fun, are these memes? I think they've tabloid art history as a thing has become a meme Mm -hmm. because it's become such a popular thing Mm -hmm. and this comparison of um images from popular culture comparing them to paintings has become a meme yeah you know yeah i I totally agree yeah i feel like if we're gonna go with the definition that we were talking about earlier and the whole viral nature of memes as long as these get enough traction to become 
you know, almost virus-like. Yeah. Then. And just the act of comparing images from tabloids to famous paintings yeah. has has become, a, the idea itself has become a meme, I think, which mm-hmm. makes a visual material memes. But also a little different from your typical internet meme. Yeah, and I think I... There's something that's happening where now most funny pictures, anything that's spread on the internet that's kind of funny, is being called a meme. Yeah. And so I think that there's like a designation that needs to be made. Like, what makes it a meme? So in this case, that's right. We need to start. We need to start breaking up memes into categories, like yeah. into mm-hmm. movements. Somewhere. Oh my god, this is the most art historian <laughs> conversation that ever was. You knew we were gonna do it. <laughs> we need to categorize. We should. I, we should write the book, you guys. We I, should start categorizing memes, dude. Ooh, the first art memes hi- according to the art history base. The first art historical text on memes. Yeah, we I feel got like it's it. gonna get really deep. Somewhere in the world, someone else is getting the same exact idea, so we have to start right now. Yeah, <laughs> we need to do this immediately. I copyrighted this yesterday, so stop listening right now <laughs> if this is giving you any ideas. All right, so moving in the direction of what I think is undeniably a meme. Oh, this is 100% <laughs> a meme. So, Boy With No Job, you guys are probably familiar, probably. If not, it's a pretty funny account. Had a meme of a fake Pope Francis tweet that says, my culture is not your goddamn prom dress oh, <laughs> with pictures yeah. of Rihanna at the Met, Met Gala. Also, like, Rihanna as the Pope. Like, yeah. Yes. Amazing. Everyone's down Amazing. for Pope Riri. Amazing. But this meme was so perfect. It's so good. I love the my culture is not your goddamn prom dress. Yeah. yeah. Those are pretty good. It's good. It, yeah, they're good. They're Whoever good. made this. I kudos. saw one with, like, Snoop Dogg and, like, a girl wearing, like, a weed leaf dress she's like my culture is not your goddamn prom dress (laughs) oh no no no. this one makes me emotional this one's a little (laughs) tragic but this comes from our account but art is tragic it is tragic hashtag tragedy (laughs) i know so it a side by side of the catastrophe by grutzner from 1892 oil on canvas Next to Kevin spills his famous chili from The Office, two thousand nine. It's so perfect, like this painting. Like, look at his it. Face. Really is, and he spilled his. Like, it's so perfect. It's perfect, but I'm also gonna say something a little controversial. I almost feel like we could find a better picture to compare it to of Gary Gergich, because he kind of <gasps> looks like Gary. Oh, he does, does look, look like, like Gary. Gary Larry, whatever you want to call him. He goes by many names. You know that that. And he spills a lot. I feel like we could find one that's maybe even closer. Well, like that is your... We could do a side by side by side. That is your your assignment now. Right. You have to find yeah. it. I feel like Larry Gergich is the Kevin of Parks oh, and Rec. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Completely. So, side note, I was like really emotional and hungover one day. They go hand in hand. They really do. And I was uh, binge watching The Office and it was the episode where Kevin spilled the chili and I might have cried a little bit. I get it. I get it. You yeah. just, he was so Let proud. Let it out. He was so, proud. he was so excited about his chili and, and Kevin doesn't get to do no. good things very often. <laughs> He and was he just so proud, dude. Spilled it and he tried to salvage it <laughs> and it's just rough. The it's pot r- was like completely upside down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Kevin. Kevin. Oh, man. One more by our friends in Sartle Art History. Ah, Sartle. See art differently. 
Also friends of the Art History Babes. They have an amazing one. Uh, it's a uh, Saturn eating his child. I feel like there's a lot of good memes with this mm-hmm. painting. Yeah, like, I've seen many. It's um, an intense painting. Saturn eating his child by Goya. And uh, Saturn is arm deep. He's in there, and uh, it's so above Saturn, it says uh, anxiety, depression, soul-crushing dreams, and then his child just says me. <laughs> I saw that and was like, same. <laughs> Which is like the universal response to every meme. Yeah, exactly. Same. It's, it's just like there's, yeah, a relatability to them, or else they, or else <clears throat> to return to the beginning of the episode, they die out. They yeah. don't succeed as memes. They don't become you know. viral. Exactly. We have to talk about this probably is my favorite art history meme and it it's one that just took off. But but why though? <laughs> why? Why though? But why though, Corey? It is Fernando Botero's Why Though. <laughs> what's meme. the original name? Do we know? <laughs> um, what's the name of that painting? It's just a plump so, uh, it's a plump man. <laughs> Plump boy. Um. <laughs> and if you're familiar with Botero at all, all of his um, figures are these just fat-looking babies, but they're not supposed to be babies. Yeah, they, he. Well, what he does is he takes imagery of like people that are in power and like aristocrats and stuff, and then he it's it's a satirical thing. It's like he's making commentary on it by making them plump. <laughs> And they're so like cute and weird. And so this one is Pope Leo the Tenth. It's Pope, Pope Leo the <laughs> Tenth, uh, painted by Fernando Botero, and it's it's such a good painting it by is. Botero. He, it's like, why did you do that? Yeah. Why though? <laughs> why though? <laughs> but the look on his face, it's so perfect. Like he really is like looking at you, like, but why though? You know. <laughs> and this this image, I feel like, has just been pervasive. And it has taken on a life of its own. And you can actually purchase, like, not just T-shirts, not just sweaters, but you can purchase a romper. A romp him. A romp him. (laughs) With the why, though, meme of the Fernando Botero painting, which I still want, by the way. Yeah, wasn't it like $100? Yeah, it's pretty expensive. For the the romper? Yeah. Yeah, But I really want it. If you buy one... And blow the $100, take a picture and tag us oh, in it. Oh, please do. Because I want to see that. Because I will be so proud. <laughs> like, I really want to own that so Just bad. Just send one as a gift to Corey. Yeah. <laughs> Hit us up, artistrybabes at gmail.com. I will, I will love you forever if you send me that romper. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh real. my God, that would be amazing. But yeah, so I feel like in terms of art history memes, that's one that just like... Yeah, like, I feel pretty good about leaving it off on that one yeah. as far as our art history memes go. Because um, I feel like that <clears throat> one, people who don't even know anything about art or art history know that image, you know? Mm-hmm. And conversely, we know a lot about art and art history and we didn't know what the real painting was of so well yeah well and it's been so ingrained in our minds because we see it everywhere so the fact that we just now figured out like the name of the painting right we just know it as why though why though though? yeah we're all painting googling it why though (laughs) but why though (laughs) (laughs) oh Um, my goodness so lots of great art history meme accounts out there didn't really talk about though how 
prevalence of these memes has in a way it seems anyways really created a resurgence of an interest in art history i feel like it's just a lot more common to have a base knowledge of art history because these memes are such a part of the culture you know well they're like making art history kind of cool and interesting again it sounds stupid and tacky but making younger people interested in art history is what's going to keep it as like a thriving field. Exactly. So if you're it will not, die without the youth. Yeah, <laughs> we need we need those youths, the street youths on their Instagram <laughs> liking the tabloid art history. I think that like when I first cuz I I'm that old where when I first started noticing that things like, you know, classical art were turning into memes, for like a second I wanted to have this knee jerk reaction where I was like that's disrespectful and I don't like it and I was very much like that actually surprises know, me really? that, that was your no, reaction I, I, imme- I immediately was like get off my lawn <laughs> and then I was like wait no that's wrong because I think that the fact that something you know meme culture can make art history relatable and funny mm-hmm. even if it's like not the point the fact that these are paintings and artists that most young people would probably never have a chance to even learn about yeah um so i don't know in a way i wonder if the meme world is gonna save art history (laughs) well could yeah that's honestly how i feel i i've always really enjoyed it and felt very positive about it because I mean, like sometimes like I have been introduced to several paintings through art history memes that I didn't know about before because people make these memes dig deep. Like they felt like that one of Kevin, like that's a yeah. random ass painting. I would but have never seen that. But painting. Exactly. But it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And so the people who make these memes, they dig deep into art history and they're pulling out images that, yeah, I think would 100 percent die off if they weren't bringing them to the forefront. And I think that's brilliant and important and sure we laugh at it but th- that doesn't make it wrong like I was that- say, humor should be tied into everything especially yeah, right? these days we should find everything funny that we can find funny <laughs> no shit <laughs> for real that is where the joy of life comes from yeah we gotta laugh we just gotta laugh <laughs> yeah i feel like that's a good segue into like the next topic of memes that we wanted to to talk about today which is this reemergence of astrology and yeah. astrology memes are like a huge thing right now they are and as you know if you listen to this show i love astrology and i like to talk about it and i like to tie it into everything it's even more annoying if you're my friend <laughs> Corey wants to know where you were born and what time and what day i'm gonna tell you about yourself yeah <laughs> If you come at Corey and you don't know your moon and your rising sign, <laughs> then like go figure that out and come back. You need to figure that out first. <laughs> but I, I do really enjoy astrology. I'm a little bit of an astrology nerd. However, I am nowhere near as um, proficient as a lot of people are. And I'm very fascinated by not only the reemergence of astrology in contemporary culture, but how it is being reimagined in contemporary culture. So this idea of astrology kind of being a meme in itself is very fascinating we all know it's a big thing whether you believe in it or agree with it or not it's everywhere like if you are engaged with contemporary culture you see astrology and you hear people talking about it and it can be considered a meme and i think in a way so can 
can a lot of belief systems, which I think ties back to what Dawkins was trying to say in the beginning, you know, like, I think he was probably referencing more like the fact that we believe in certain things and how our beliefs grow. So I think in a way, astrology aligns itself with what Dawkins was considering a meme and the renewed popularity of astrology in the 21st century the way it is is happening and unfurling has has been very similar to the life of a meme so like we have tons of people on social media be it twitter or instagram that run full astrology accounts tumblr their whole thing is like astrology i follow a lot of them and like some people make a really good living off, off of it which is amazing and like kudos to you and as we know like the practice of astrology has been around for a long ass time like thousands of years and it has gone through this up and down of it's real it's debunked it's real Mm -hmm. it's debunked it's you know Mm -hmm. and but it keeps coming back which makes it powerful in my opinion regardless Mm -hmm. like the fact that it does not die the new age movement of the 1960s and 70s uh came with a lot of astrology zodiac stuff and i think you could really compare what we're going through now to the 60s and 70s for about a million different reasons. Yeah. Shit's tumultuous in a very similar way. We're dealing with, you know, human rights in a very intense, scary way sometimes, but like important, you mm-hmm. know, we're, we're, we're facing important issues. Like things are not chill right now. Social activism is a big thing again. Yeah, exactly. It has to be. Exactly. So astrology never 100% went away. I think throughout the 90s and stuff, you know, people would be in every newspaper still. You'd have your little blurb. But like it wasn't something I think really many people took seriously or like really paid attention to. What was the name of the you've talked about him before, the astrologer? Walter Mercado. Yes. (laughs) Walter Mercado was actually he's actually I think he's still alive, but he is huge all over Latin America because of his uh, popularity as like a astrologer. Um, dude, they talked about him on Jesus and Miro. Dude, Jesus, not Jesus. Miro. Miro wears the shirt yeah. with Walter Mercado on him. <laughs> dude, yeah. for real, like when Walter Mercado came on TV, you shut the fuck up. Like yeah. your grandma would slap the shit out of you if you didn't shut up. And he was so just like, I've like watched so theatrical some- about it. Like Virgo. And he would tell you all about like, you know, what you were going to do that year. It was Walter Mercado on New New Year's Eve was like fire, dude, super hot fire. Dude, I've like since you brought him up, I've like looked up videos, and he's amazing. <laughs> he's amazing, dude. <laughs> he's fantastic. He's the most fancy oh. motherfucker, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I love. I don't him know so what much. I was expecting, but it wasn't that, <laughs> dude. He's amazing, basically. but he also looks like a Beverly Hills grandmother. <laughs> Dare you. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's not you wrong. Think he doesn't know. She's not wrong. He's had a lot of plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but this was like in the 90s and early 2000s and and it just got, you know, it just got bigger. It just it never really went away for a lot of people. And now it's become 
mainstream again. Yeah, yeah. And and it has been something very much associated with millennials, like millennials in astrology. And we totally have. We have taken it and run with it. And I feel like we own it. We're just like, fuck it. We love astrology. Deal with it. And the thing is, like, you know, like astrology expresses complex ideas about personality, life cycles, and relationship patterns through the shorthand of the planets and zodiac symbols. And this shorthand really it works well online and it and it can be converted into memes very well yeah mm-hmm. in a way that's like really very powerful before we get into the actual astrology memes while we're talking about astrology as a meme and like why it's happened there is like a lot of interesting reasons that people point to as to why astrology is such a thing right now and like one of them is that people tend to turn to astrology in times of stress yeah <laughs> and we're kind of stressed out right now <laughs> We're a little on Ah. edge. We're having a hard time. (laughs) A small 1982 study by the psychologist Graham Tyson found that people who consult astrologers did so in response to stressors in their lives, particularly stressed linked to the individual's social roles and to his or her relationships, Tyson wrote. Under conditions of high stress, the individual is prepared to use astrology as a coping device even though under low stress conditions, he does not believe in it, which is very so interesting. So real, dude. It's, it's very like when inter- people pray in really stressful situations yeah, right? and things yeah. like that. Yeah, I was losing my mind like last October and I just like reached out to a friend who takes tarot very seriously and I was like, please do a reading. I need to know that things are going to get better. And in the back of my mind, I was like, for real? But I was like, shut up. I want to know what's in the cards. <laughs> From a personal perspective, I love astrology. I love tarot. I love that kind of stuff. And I also consider myself like I'm an academic. So I'm a very logical person. And I 100% recognize the flaws. Yeah. Like I don't claim they're not there. Yeah. I'm not like just like it's not like it's over my head. I get it. I see it. But I think a lot of people, a lot of very smart people like are into this and it's creating this new way we look at spirituality and work through spirituality and what we want to believe in and what we think actually like affects our lives and then how we conduct our lives because of what we believe in you know it's layered in a very complicated way and I think it's important just to kind of state that because I do think there are a lot of like when it comes to astrology and tarot there are a lot of like haters out there that just don't seem to understand that kind of jump on the bandwagon of like it's illogical and it's like right like the stars have no bearing on your life and the thing is the pete like i can say 100 percent, it's not that we don't understand that like there's there's something there's a different layer of something that the people at least i think the people that are into it are searching for and are grasping for and that is where it gets interesting you know what i mean yeah there's just so many things about it that can draw you and i've been drawn to different aspects of it at different points in time like i could say when i was a little bit younger it was definitely much more of like a selfish and like a controlling thing like i i wanted to learn about like my traits and the people around me and like trying to read people and i was a lot more into psychology then and like trying to understand like how people's minds worked and now it's much more like an energy type of feeling for me where I when I do tune into it and I pay attention to things it's like you appreciate what serves you and you take things in 
and acknowledge and notice things without holding on to anything too tightly or like being dogmatic about it. Yeah. It's like be aware and understanding that there are greater powers outside of yourself and learn to respect and like live in those spaces. I don't know. I'm getting very no, abstract, I've, but I feel you. I totally yeah. agree. So that's, I mean, that's me. That's one person. And just, and it, it makes you, it makes undeniably, it makes you introspective. Exactly. It makes you take a look at yourself in a way that I think is very powerful and like understand things about yourself and the people around you and also like make fun of yourself because that's the thing about current astrology culture it's like we are not afraid to drag ourselves and each other and it's pretty intense like these <laughs> astrology memes there's a really hilarious Instagram account right now it's called not all Gemini's <laughs> and it has been ruining my life but like in the funniest way not all Gemini's. it's really good I haven't seen this one yet that, that one's it's great. really good at not all Gemini's and um and it's I'm, so I'm getting on it right and now it's so funny because the different signs have become memes everyone now knows that a Virgo is a control freak meticulous hypochondriac yeah and Scorpios are insane people and <laughs> cancers cry all the time <laughs> and like an Aries every will time fight you're you. saying one of these I have a friend who's like popping up in my head yeah. but that's, a, but, these but that's the great part yeah. of it is it like puts us all on like an even playing ground because no one is safe exactly yeah. like, it's like you're all fucking messes yeah (laughs) and i think people who have been into astrology for a while and kind of into it in this internet kind of culture i don't know i i first got deeper into it in my 20s on pinterest and like looking at pinterest things of astrology but the fact that instagram and twitter are making it really funny i think are bringing people who would have no interest in entertaining a conversation about astrology and making them realize that people who are interested in it find it funny also and like that is a gateway for people to just talk about it so the thing with both astrology as a meme and astrology memes because the prevalence of astrology memes is very like it's crazy it (laughs) 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 it's this complicated See, we love this shit. We love it. It's such a pure love. I know. We're currently looking at the is this a pigeon meme, which if you're not familiar, it's a (laughs) it's like an anime dude and he sees a butterfly and he's like, Is this a pigeon? And um it's a highly exploitable image. It's been it's (laughs) been one of my favorite memes and it's been super, yeah, super popular lately. And there was another one I posted the other day that, oh, God, it was like the most perfect thing. And it was an astrology one. So it was the is this a pigeon meme? And it was Cancer, Taurus and Scorpio were the guy. And then the pigeon was a differing opinion from a loved one. Yeah. And then at the bottom was like, is this an attack on my very soul? (laughs) It was like the realest shit I've ever read. I was like, yes. 
that is me 100 percent. yeah yeah so there's a ton of great astrology meme accounts um another just fabulous one that i follow trash bag astrology oh, yeah i like that so one good. a lot it's got the pie charts yeah they make the pie charts <laughs> like what i think about when someone tells me they're a blank yeah and it's just like a lot of it's just dragging <laughs> yeah. you just get dragged but also what's great about ast- astrology memes is there is a lot of dragging but there's always like some nice stuff in there too yeah but the thing is with these like astrology memes is so within the astrology canon, they're oftentimes taking one image and then repeating it for every sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're making memes for the entire zodiac. Yeah. And you feel really included. Yeah. You're like, oh, they did me. Yeah. They did Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, and they, so they take the same image and then they repeat it for every sign. And it's usually hilarious. But so they're taking a meme and then making a meme uh, out mm-hmm. of it, you know. And what this is doing is it's adding this whole like it's making contemporary astrology something completely different than it ever used to be. It's crazy. It's and completely different it, than what it used to be. Yeah. It's oh, what is this? <laughs> when a Scorpio commits, it's a dude's tan lines from his Crocs. It's true, dude. <laughs> I wore these Crocs for every day for a year. We are all in. Commit. <laughs> <laughs> we are the most committed motherfuckers. Oh, of the they day. went all out with this. Anyway, yeah. so you know, um, we love memes, we love astrology, and goddamn, we love these Instagram <laughs> accounts. If you're listening and you happen to be an admin on Not All Gemini's, we love your account. Make one for us. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. Jenny's a Libra. Corey's a Scorpio, and Nat's a Capricorn. So just run with it i want to want to hear i want to hear all of your input on that yeah. anyone with an astrology like interest what is your input on our dynamic for real, <laughs> right? Write us a bio. yeah right but yeah so astrology both as a meme astrology memes we love it we love it so much let's take a quick break we'll be back contour from cox has all your favorites all in one place And with the Contour Remote, you can use your voice to fund them on live TV, on demand, and streaming apps like Netflix, Prime Video, and more. See Cox.com for details. All right, we have returned, and we're talking about memes. We've talked about the origin of memes. We've talked about favorite memes. We've talked about art history memes. We've talked about astrology memes. And now we're going to get deep into, into being art historians. We're going to talk about something fun, and that is Dada and memes. Are memes the new Dada? Are they? Hmm. Tell us, Jen. Are they? You know, the internet just uh, really is a place for a wide variety of content, and um, something that has been the most enticing, for us at least, is this intersection between digital art and memes. So... Whatever platform you're on, Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter, you will every day find some outrageous user-generated content. We've already talked about all the crazy astrology memes. Crying Jordan meme. Oh, um, crying Jordan. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> all of the all of the New York memes. Yep. All right. I loved New York from Flavor of Love. And she... She makes a great meme. She <laughs> just had the most exploitable moments <laughs> throughout her reality TV career. Yep. Every SpongeBob meme is 
perfect. Um, so <laughs> every single one, every single perfect. one. So you know these things exist, and without context, though the the individual images would make no sense. But when viewed from a broader perspective, these random memes tell us a lot about ourselves. And what we're kind of arriving at is that this is sort of a contemporary version of Dadaism. And the reason why is that I think that we are experiencing like a cultural upheaval. Oh, yeah. In the 21st century. Oh, yeah. I can feel the upheaval in my bones. For real. Dadaism first became visible in the early 20th century. So the rise of the avant-garde Dada movement in Europe was connected with the disillusionment with modern life during the First World War. The Dada movement was politically left, anti-war, anti-bourgeois. Does this sound familiar? It does. (laughs) Is Um, this a Bernie Sanders rally? I know, right? (laughs) The art movement uh, continuously rejected the ruling art conventions and questioned the status of art. The Dadaist embodied the essence of anti-art. So that being said, Dadaists never had a clear goal with their own art intentions. They were just making art that made no sense. But it reflected the social situation of the time, which, again, is so relevant to the here and now. Yep. This whole idea of like meaningless, pointless art or anti-art really just challenging conventions as far as what we consider to be art or even high culture And all of it was really a response from the atrocities of World War One. So we can't ignore the fact that like watching the news for 15 minutes is a traumatic thing. And it completely makes sense that we would seek some kind of solace in absurd nonsense. Well, also, yeah, like just our existence and the news are absurd. Like... Like, everything about contemporary culture is absurd. So absurdism, I feel like absurdism is the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, this entire episode is about memes. A meme that's been going around is this whole notion that we're living in a simulation and that the simulation's just gone haywire. And so things like Elon Musk dating <laughs> Grimes... <laughs> That and- is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is, there have been some great memes about that, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like just, just that's just one example. Like there's just all kinds of where things are just so crazy that people don't even believe that it's real anymore. Everyone that touts simulation theory, which is the n- idea that for s- we're somehow living in some kind of computer simulation made by some kind Dude, of it makes, higher being. It makes sense. If you start to research it, it will freak you out because you will be like, yo. <laughs> so that is where we're at right now in the 21st century. <laughs> things, so that's where we are. <laughs> things are so wild that we don't even believe it's real anymore. There are a lot of people that believe wholeheartedly that we're living in a computer simulation because the world makes no sense right now. That's kind of what was happening during the early 20th century when the Dadaist artists, if you even want to call them that, were operating. So that brings another question up. Is it art? Is anti-art art? 
I don't know. That's a hard question. The Dadaists took everyday objects and made them into art. So they didn't want to separate art from life, and they looked for ways to combine the two. We've talked about Marcel Duchamp on the show before, and uh, one of the most famous examples is an artwork titled Fountain, which is just a urinal put on its side, and he inscribed it um, with the name R. Mutt. What does that mean? We don't know. (laughs) What it really means is that Duchamp said, this is art, and I'm going to say that it's art, and it was absurd. And we kind of dig it. In the 21st century, something that's become talked about in the last couple of years is the fact that millennial humor is so weird and absurd. Mm. And I love it. It's my favorite thing about our generation. Yeah. (laughs) One of my favorite ones was just like, just like a ridiculous, like, you know, and it's like something that just makes you laugh and you're like, why is this even funny? (laughs) It's like that terrible Nickelback song. Oh yeah. We talked about that on our Annie Leibovitz episode. (laughs) just like a stupid face okay so like that was dumb as hell right it's like the original lyric is look at this photograph but instead he's just holding up a graph and it just says look at this graph and like that's it and then it's over <laughs> like that made us laugh for Forever. like like a month and then it like when we were in, in grad school stupid face it's and so good why is this funny <laughs> <laughs> the absurd nature that characterized dadaism has returned in recent years in our digitally networked society in the form of memes and other digital art so weird youtube videos vines i miss vine rest in peace yeah so in the 20th century the art movement dadaism was actively criticized by the established order and it criticized the established order so there was a mutual criticism (laughs) a lot of that is happening again today so young people are using memes to criticize the established order we're frustrated and dissatisfied with modern society young people are commenting via the internet they flood the domain with gifs gifs not gifs yeah they're gifs guys good night if you call it gifs (laughs) stop listening get off our show it's gifs So the nature of the internet, it's a, it's got a viral sort of tendency, and this generation is fueled by a similar desire to that of the Dadaists, which is to address disillusionment. There's, it's not a surprise that millennials are making a movement that centers around absurdism and confusion and nonsense, because why not? Yeah. <laughs> it, all- honestly, absurdism's the only, it makes sense to me, like, and I love absurd art, because it just makes sense to me like because like I don't even really think of it in this sense of like oh god life is so terrible and everything's so hard it's not nihilistic no I don't even think about it I'm just like life is a mess and it's weird and there's no real right path and it's absurd and so I'm gonna lean into that like I'm gonna lean into how absurd things are and just be okay with that and I'm gonna laugh at this stupid meme and like I'm gonna integrate the absurdity into my everyday life because that makes the most sense yeah and it makes the most sense to most of the millennial generation and so can we call it art you think of art as something that is outside of mediums 
uh, such as the traditional ones of paint and sculpture, then maybe, yeah. So it's oh. like if you're going to accept that <coughs> conceptual art is art, mm-hmm. exactly. then you're willing to accept that absurdism can be an art movement. Yeah, that's kind of how I actually kind of wanted to like wrap things up. Like what what are our thoughts? It, are memes art? Hmm. Well, yeah. I would say that that yeah. yeah. I would say if we want to, if we are looking at memes and internet content as we've talked about this podcast before, wanting to take visual culture as mm-hmm. a whole seriously as art even if we're thinking of it in a Dada sense as anti-art. Well, yeah, because, it's still in the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because even though, so Dadaism was presenting itself as this anti-art, but it's still in all of your art history yeah, textbooks. We call it an art movement. It's exactly. an art movement. We didn't want to be an art movement, but we it. made them an art movement. <laughs> yeah, right. They because they choice. were an art movement. So I, yeah, I 100%, 100, not only like because of all of that because of the conceptual nature and what it means to society but like meme makers take their art seriously they put time into the images they create and the text they associate with those images and uh, oftentimes it's for the sake of comedy but i am a huge believer in comedy being an art form and like i have so much respect for meme creators that is something that i think is uh, like underappreciated even it's like they get a million followers but i don't think people really stop to think how much time it takes to make a meme every day like it haven't until you've had this little uh tirade right here i haven't really thought about it and i think you're right (laughs) they do reserve deserve respect i haven't thought about actively disrespecting them but now i do feel a lot of genuine respect sitting down and making a meme every day that socially and just like socially aware and like exactly because they're smart like you have to be smart you have to be engaged well the thing that makes a meme really successful is when a meme captures a specific moment in contemporary culture that is just you know it's art art. (laughs) it captures that moment that moment might just be completely absurd and chaotic and you're like what's happening a meme attempts to create order out of Mm -hmm. that chaotic moment and and we're in a world full of chaos and total just irrationality so making a digestible piece of information Mm -hmm. that can help you understand it a little bit or relate it to your own life in a way and and then make it funny yeah that's pretty good there's a lot going on there and it's impressive and like I, I mean, I, I'm trying to get better at it, but I wish I was better at making memes. Yeah, I think it's like same. such a, a talent and like, you know, I, I mean, I'm not even good at tweeting. Like, I feel like every once in like, like every five months I have a good tweet. Like, it's one of those things that it just takes so much mm-hmm. to really for all the stars to align. And these meme creators do that like every day. Yeah. Every day they create this content making some sometimes really heavy subjects digestible it's commentary it's everything into this little image that scrolls on your instagram yeah and then you see it and you absorb it it sits in your brain for a little while you take a piece of it 
and then it sort of just goes along its way and then it's or you can pass it on to a loved one or (laughs) save it for later for reference i have like eight thousand saved memes on like my instagram right now ever since they came into the save oh that was i saved everything um well done instagram good job with the save option that helped with my research so you know internet art is really a representation of this young generation who are living in our contemporary society. And a lot of millennials and millennial, that definition is like very flexible. I've heard that a millennial can be considered anyone born after 1980, which I was like, really? Like that seems See, like I long. actually, so like, this is my understanding. And the thing is, these generational things are so like, meh. But like, my understanding is, is it's, if you're born from early 1980s to like 2000, 2001, mm-hmm. meaning like 18 year olds right now, they're not millennials. No. They're, they're generation Z, mm-hmm. um, which is a whole new thing. I f- almost feel like it's a misconception that all young people are millennials. It's like, no, they're not. Yeah. Honestly, anyone under the age of 20 right now isn't a millennial. No. Like millennials, we were cognizant and growing when the internet hit. Mm-hmm. That's what a millennial was. Yeah, it's true. And and we're also the generation that is directly feeling all of the shit (laughs) that the generation before us did. It's like a very specific group of people that are feeling super unhappy, really confused, really stressed out. And so this whole moment in time is kind of a special time and it feels really chaotic. A lot of things feel really meaningless. And so Something about emphasizing this like meaningless of our established order and making these absurd images is somehow giving us meaning. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is art. It's bringing us together. Yeah. It brings it brings you a sense of community and understanding. And Mm -hmm. I agree. I totally think that's art. It's art. It's art, guys. It's the art, damn it. And if you disagree, I I would love to hear you make an argument after that because I think we <laughs> yeah. we made a pretty good one. I think it's a pretty good argument, but I would love to hear what our listeners have to say. Um, I would be sh- surprised to hear <laughs> yeah. disagreements, but, but I would I'd, yeah. welcome them. But please email us if you have a good argument against it or just thoughts on memes. Memes are such a huge thing yeah we could keep going this could be a three-hour episode we're not going to make it a three-hour episode but it could be because there's just so so many layers yeah yeah so Um, many memes i know there's so many especially when you step outside of the idea of internet memes and think about memes as just the development of like ideas in in our time frame we did a good job yeah i think we hit a lot yeah i'm looking at the end of our document here and we like wrote down all these memes that we were going (laughs) to like go in and like break down and deconstruct and yeah I mean, we don't have we're time. not going to do but, that. <laughs> but I do want to mention, if you've ever been in a situation where you don't understand a meme and you don't want to look stupid in front of your friends, check out knowyourmeme.com. I love this website. It's a great website. <laughs> you can look up the meme that you're confused yeah. about and it's like 
gives you the origin. It explains exactly what's going on yeah. in the meme. This is art. <laughs> Guys, it's art. Come on. So knowyourmeme.com no, is like, a museum. It's the historians of Yeah, like, I know. I want to like meet the people that put this website together. And yeah. Just be like, wow, you guys did a really good job. It's a great resource. Yeah. So check that out. But I also feel like, so to wrap this episode up, because yeah. we were just talking about absurdism. Yes. This is one of my favorite emails we've ever gotten. Oh my God. It's I'm really so good. excited. <laughs> All right. It is, the subject is A Midsummer Night's Dream. And it's from? Anonymous Bosch. What? <laughs> All right. Here we go. Hey, babes. So I woke up from a nap a while ago and I felt really sad and couldn't remember why. I went to the bathroom and then suddenly, while on the toilet, remembered the dream I had during my nap and realized that was what was making me sad. I had a dream that I became one of the art history babes and we were writing down episode ideas. I gave my list to Corey and Natalie to look over while Jen and Ginny were drinking and laughing about something. Corey and Natalie read the list, looked at each other, and then looked at me with unwarranted shade. Whoa. You, you told me to wait a moment while the four of you convened together and talked in whispers. A few moments later, you all came back to me, and you guys kicked me out of the podcast. What? I felt like I was in the art history version of Mean Girls. So I guess, <laughs> so I guess my question is, why? What did I write down that was so horrendous? P.S. I love you guys so much. This is an hate mail. <laughs> so, so good. It's so good. I love it so much. Anonymous. I, all I can imagine is that you were suggesting like a like a Gauguin. Yeah. Gauguin is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Gauguin extravaganza. Yeah. <laughs> Gauguin gananza. <laughs> That made no sense. Go ganganza. <laughs> and we were like, you clearly don't understand what we are about. I know. That's uh, like the only thing I can think yeah. of. I know. Other than that, we're pretty much open to l- yeah. everything. Yeah. Also, we don't whisper. <laughs> so just- maybe it was Jeff Coons. It could also uh, have been Je- Jeff Coons. Jeff, if, you, if you had a, a just loving on Jeff Coons moment, that might have been a little iffy too. But I like that. I like, wonder which one of the mean girls each each of us would be i don't even know i don't know dude. either damn right i want to be um the mom <laughs> no <laughs> that's cool not fair <laughs> everyone to wants to be the cool mom Amy but she wasn't cool i'll be tim meadows as a principal <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i just love I love that email. That's, That's a great email. That's fantastic. Thank you, Anonymous Bosch, the for having dreams about us. The fact that we made your way our way into your subconscious just brings like me all so four much joy. Of us. This is I'm flattered. I'm very flattered. So thank you for sharing. We very much appreciate it. We love it. And thank you everyone for listening. If you've had any art history babe related dreams, tell us about them. Yeah. I wanna know <laughs> about your dreams. I wanna know. I wanna know about your memes and your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> your meme dreams your meme dreams <laughs> also if you're listening to this episode we mentioned it at the beginning but we also are doing a youtube video in tandem where we will hey youtube we'll put a lot of these images we were talking about up on the video because we covered hella images in this I episode know. like we were just it's like we were just making our way through so many memes it's probably a lot to take by audio so if you check out the youtube video and listen along that way you'll be able to see some of the images and also check out some of our other youtube content we've got vlogs and we talk about different artists we got book reviews new featured artist we have a new featured artist zach clark who made amazing prints that you need to check out so also go to our youtube and check out our featured artist video with zach clark we love zach clark so much content 
There's so much content out yeah. there. And you should check it out. Check out our content. Check out our content. Make memes out of our content. Dude, do it. You guys have pictures of us now from our YouTube. Make yeah. memes out of us. If you make a meme, like tag us in it. Yeah. Do I want to see what you Astrological do. memes. You guys know our signs now. Oh, you know our man. faces. Make yeah. little. Man, that's like a dream. Like if someone made an astrology meme out of us. Oh, right. man. I know. I would lose my mind. That is a straight dream. Just, uh, oh. I am a Virgo, Virgo rising, Taurus moon. I am a uh, Scorpio sun, Capricorn moon, Leo rising. Ooh. Yeah. I'm a Capricorn sun, Scorpio moon, Aquarius rising. There you go. Dang. I don't know Ginny's. Ginny's a Virgo sun. No, no. Ginny's no, 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 Virgo. Libra. Libra sun. She's a Libra sun and she has, I don't know her exact placements, but she has hella Libra in her chart. Yeah. So she's very Libra, but she's kind of a Libra Scorpio cusp. So, astrology nerds out Wild. there, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. All right. This has been fun. I loved this episode. Me too. I, I, could, I just want to talk about memes. I'm going to look at we're not all Gemini's while. when we we're gonna, get. Yeah. We're gonna start a a new podcast called the meme the meme babes and <laughs> just like discuss memes every week. We're the meme babes. <laughs> oh my god! Like oh the meme girls, meme girls, like <gasps> mean girls. Oh uh, anonymous. Oh, oh anonymous. <laughs> you started this. Oh no, you guys. All right, this has been a good one. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye, Bye. y'all. Have a good time. From Cabernet to Montmartre, they're here to slay the art history babes. Yeah, <laughs> heavenly bodies, like you know, scenes from your dad's Catholic imagination. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> The Art History Babes podcast is made possible by support from our lovely listeners via Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash arthistorybabes to help keep the Art History Babes going and for access to bonus content. Geico presents, oh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, while you're there, could you also turn off the oven and all of the burners? <laughs> My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. <laughs> the Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.